I think I mentioned to you last week after the 4 p.m. there was a lady that came up to me and she said, Father, I loved your homily. And I was like, oh, thank you. And she's like, yeah, it's like our weekly beating from Father Waltz. So uh, anyway, here's another one. <clears throat> so buckle up. <clears throat> my, uh, my mind and heart are still on the 4th of July. As I sat <clears throat> on a patio with a family in the midst of the war zone we call Mandan on, on Tuesday evening. You know, normally <clears throat> on the 4th of July, I have these sentiments of like, you know, patriotism and, and like when I'd, I remember celebrating the 4th and just, I don't know, being excited and, and having all this pride. And as I sat there, I just, I just had like this feeling of how pathetic our country is right now. <clears throat> like how we've just lost our way. You know, we used to be one of the greatest countries in the world, but not anymore because we've forgotten who we are. We got our priorities all messed up. I mean, here's the deal. Like I, I struggle every year to meet budget. As a priest. And I struggle every year to make sure that there's enough funds for tuition assistance so all the kids can go to school, even those that can't afford it. And on Tuesday night, I watched millions, I don't think that's an over-exaggeration, millions of dollars explode in the sky. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm a huge fan of fireworks. But my gosh, what a waste of money. <laughs> I didn't spend a dime. And I sat for like three hours and watched fireworks. Paul says in our second reading that most of us live according to the flesh. Most of America lives according to the flesh and not the spirit. <clears throat> and Paul warns us, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. I don't know if you've seen the, there's a new movie uh, called Sound of Freedom. <clears throat> Jim Caviezel, it's his new movie, he put it out and it was one of the hardest movies I've had to watch. Just to know that in our quote unquote free country, there are more slaves right now, than there were pre-Civil War era. And the worst part about that is most of these slaves are children. And they're being trafficked across the globe in an industry that globally produces over $150 billion. And the number one consumer of this horrific atrocity is America. <clears throat> it gives us a glimpse, just a glimpse of what Paul is talking about when he says, if you live according to the flesh, you die. Your soul dies. Your conscience dies. And then other people die. You want to know what living according to the flesh has done for our great country? We have the highest rate of infidelity we've ever had. 
Suicide is becoming an epidemic, as are drug overdose deaths, fentanyl, opiates. Sexual addictions, drug addictions are through the roof. Multiple sex partners is considered the norm for our young people. Depression and anxiety dominate the youth. Single parent households, they govern our families at this point. Forget about sex trafficking, the pornography industry is a multi-billion dollar industry as well. And it's fueled by the sex trafficking industry. Diabetes, obesity, heart disease are the three leading causes of Americans. Violence and homelessness dominate our major cities. We live in a time when most promises are broken, most marriages fail. And our insatiable need to keep living according to the flesh has left us trillions of dollars in debt. And many family households living paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. But I think that this is all a distraction. These are all the fruits of the rotten tree of America. The root, what the root is, is that we don't teach virtue anymore. We don't teach discipline anymore. I know some of the the older people in the church will remember, right? Every Friday, not just Fridays in Lent, every Friday as a Catholic, you had to give up meat or some other thing, right? I struggle to get people to give up meat on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. That's how pathetic we've become. We don't teach virtue, we don't practice virtue, and we don't, we certainly don't teach it to our children. And virtue is what America needs to thrive. And this is not just Father Waltz's take on America, okay? The founding fathers wrote about this all over their writings. I'll just give you a few examples. When America was being founded, right, there was a woman, and and Benjamin Franklin came out of this meeting, and this woman approached him and said, Dr. Franklin, did you give us a monarchy or a republic? And his response was very noteworthy. He said, Madam, we gave you a republic if you can keep it. He knew that it would take good men and women to maintain a republic. You see, a monarchy is easy. Because if the kingdom stinks, you blame the king. In a republic, if the republic stinks, you blame the people. We have a government that is by the people, for the people, and of the people. If it's going south, it's because of the people. We sit back and blame the, you know, our government and our president. We can make up all types of excuses. All along, we're not doing anything about it. Everybody's like, what can I do about the problem? You can start practicing virtue. You can start disciplining yourselves, your families. You can stop spending. The next thing, the next thing, the next thing. There's a lot of things that we can do. In order to govern each in order to govern this, this country, we have to govern ourselves first. Which means that we need discipline and we need virtue. But that isn't what we promote, especially amongst our young people. We let them do whatever they want, whenever they want. We don't push them to work hard. We give them everything and do everything for them. And then we expect them to do great things. I mean, if I, I, if I hear one more time, I, I hear this all the time, right? You see a kid do something like, the dad is like, hey, do this. The son's like, I'm not doing that. Dad looks over me and he's like, man, my, my father never would have put up with that. 
And I'm like, why are you putting it up with it then? You sit back and say, my dad was a great dad. What, are you just going to be a, a lame duck? Franklin himself, Benjamin Franklin said, only a virtuous people is capable of freedom. But we're more, way more intent on having fun. Going to Disney World, weekends at the lake, buying and buying and buying. We don't have any discipline. We have nothing to stop us. We just want what we want, when we want, how we want, and with whoever we want. And this somehow is turned into what we call the American dream. Folks, that dream is turned into a nightmare. If we're not going to be ruled by an external force, we need to be able to rule ourselves. And if we're not going to have a king, then we need to have lordship over ourselves. John Adams said, our constitution is made for a moral and religious people. And yet our country is losing morality and religion at an exponential rate. What do you think is going to happen? We are witnessing right now, and I don't, I'm not like the doomsday you know, prophet type. We are witnessing right now the decline of this country. We are witnessing the fall of the empire of America. I don't remember who it was. I think it was Nikita Khrushchev, maybe. Maybe. We can look it up. Fact checked after the homily. But he said, America will never fall from without. It will fall from within. Its own people. Samuel Adams said, while the people are virtuous, they cannot be subdued. But once they lose their virtue, they will be ready to surrender their liberties to the first external or internal invader. We may look up to armies for our defense, but virtue is our greatest security. And these are our founding fathers. But virtue has been turned into vice and we've promoted it and then complain about how terrible things are. Because we live according to the flesh. Truth has been turned into lies and relativism and then we complain about how nobody's honest anymore. Because we live according to the flesh. We've exposed our children to the greatest evils of the internet and social media and then we're shocked when they make stupid decisions. We Americans have demolished our republic by getting rid of virtue and promoting comfort. Okay, that's the bad news. How do we win the culture back? How do we get back to a culture of virtue? First of all, you live it. You don't cut corners. You push yourself and your family. You don't expose your children to the evils of this world. You protect them like a hawk. And you know what? Yeah, that may mean you need to be the bad guy. You may need to get on and check their text messages. You may need to get on and check their social media feed. If they even, they shouldn't even have it. But if they do, you should be following that like a hawk. Amen. Thank you. But don't you dare, don't you dare push them to be virtuous and not use their phone and be disciplined and then come home at night and get on Facebook for two hours on your phone. You can't expect others to follow if you're not leading. You work and you make your kids work. You make them do things they don't want to do and no, you don't do it for them. I don't, you know what? I remember when I was out at University of Mary. I was out there and I used to, I used to have tons of spiritual directees. And this one, this one girl, she's like, I just don't have time to do this and that and this and that. And I'm like, well, what, you know, what are you so busy with? Where do you work at? She's like, work? 
Well, I'm a college student. I don't have a job. I had two jobs, got my degree, and still managed to get in a little trouble in college. If I had no jobs, I would have been completely worthless. And that's what college campuses are. Spending hundreds, thousands of dollars to live a life of wickedness. And then we expect them to go into the workforce and be these virtuous hard workers. They won't. But above all, you guys, we got to live our faith and we got to teach our kids to do the same. And that, by the way, is way more than Sunday Mass and faith formation. If you think you're getting it done by coming to Sunday Mass and sending your kids to faith formation, you're a fool. That's not even close to enough. Not in this culture. For too long, we lived according to the flesh. For too long, we've taken the easy road and it's killing us. We have to return to the life of the Spirit, which is the life of prayer and discipline. To live according to the Spirit is to waste time with Jesus. To do things that others aren't doing. To give up things you don't want to give up. For your good, for the good of your family, and for the good of society. To push back against the culture. To have patience with others and with yourself. And to always choose what's more difficult. That, I am convinced, is the only way we will ever rebuild the broken republic of America.